and gentlemen, let's go. Let's go. We ain't got no time to waste. Let's go. Let's go. You are now listening to Jason Anderson, and you are in the the Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. All right, a Monday edition of The Zone right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you. Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels heading up until 2 o'clock. The next four hours we've got you. Tons and tons of stuff to get into today as Super Bowl week gets underway. Opening night tonight, Todd Lebo. Sports Radio 810 WHB's very own Todd Lebo. Um, in route right now to Vegas. Vegas, baby, Vegas. As opening night will come your way tonight, uh, 7 o'clock at uh, Legion Stadium, um, and uh, and we'll have uh, all that stuff for you as uh, Todd will be on his game. We know that. Uh, and then all week long, we have coverage for you all week long as um, we'll hear from the Chiefs tomorrow. Um, in the 1 o'clock hour, we'll hear from the Chiefs on Wednesday in the 11 o'clock hour, 10 o'clock hour, 11 o'clock hour, around there, Thursday right here um, for you right here on Sports Radio 810 with the Chiefs and hearing from them Super Bowl Radio Row. Soren Petro will be there this week. Todd Lebo broadcasting from there tomorrow from uh, Radio Row. And we'll have all that for you right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. A couple of sponsors in our coverage presented by Deepa Squally Moore Injury Attorneys. Have you or a loved one been in a car wreck? Contact the Deepa Squally Moore Law Firm today. Get the money you deserve. Car wreck, remember, Mike's got this. Also, uh, check out Hollywood Casino, all-new sportsbook at Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway. Now open, remodeled with an all-new bar, ticket, ticker tape, leather sofas and armchairs, and so much more. The big game coming up on Sunday. Yes, sir. Is that it, Jason? No, it's not. It's Why also would it be brought it? to you. Why would it be it? It's Radio Row Week, baby. Damn it's right. Super Bowl week. It's also brought to you by Green Light Dispensary. What? Check out their amazing flower power deals up to 50% off at greenlightdispensary.com. Also brought to you by the Low T Center. Do you know your numbers? Go to lowtcenter.com to get your levels checked. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. All right, so we got tons of stuff to get into this week as uh, we are leading up to the Super Bowl on Sunday. Chiefs, yet again, fourth time we've done this in the last five years. So, you know, we are seasoned vets with the week of the Super Bowl. Let me tell you, out of the last five years... It's much more enjoyable doing the Super Bowl week like this rather than a couple of years ago when we were talking about Rams and Bengals and how did uh, the Chiefs not go to the Super Bowl and um, arguing with former Bengals who believe the running back is just as important as the quarterback on a football team. Apparently he was looking ahead a couple of years to the 49ers. (laughs) That's wisdom. That's yeah. <laughs> Darn right. Um, but yeah, we'll have all the coverage and everything for you right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We'll talk with Matt Verderam coming up an hour from now. Sports Illustrated's Matt Verderam. Uh, he was at the Senior Bowl, but we we'll get his thoughts on the um, uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl week. And uh, he also has something really cool at SI. It came out last week. It was a uh, daily release. He went through the top 50 most influential NFL teams of all time. 
uh, and each day they release 10 teams, and not just Super Bowl champions, but influential teams of all time. Uh, And uh, I'm curious as to when that idea was spawned, because that seems like an incredibly daunting a little bit too tough of a, a task to uh, to take on, and he did that. It is at SI. It's at Sports Illustrated. You could also uh, check it out in the uh, printed version in the magazine. Uh, but we'll talk with Matt Verner about this Chiefs team, how unexpected maybe it is for this Chiefs team to be in the spot that they are. 49ers, not necessarily unexpected. They went through a slump when they had a bunch of injuries, and it was dismissed as, well, you don't have Trent Williams, you don't have Debo Samuel, you've got um, you know some guys missing games. Um, uh, Brock Purdy missing some games. So, yeah, the 49ers are going through some struggles. But then when they got healthy, they turned it on again. And it's like, all right, outside of injuries, this 49ers team has been there most of the year. The only surprising part is how the Detroit Lions blew the second half. And for the Chiefs, it's incredibly surprising. Maybe the most unexpected run for the Chiefs through the playoffs in these uh, five years because of where they were earlier this year, even though it isn't all that uncommon for teams in the Super Bowl to take – a windy road to get to the Super Bowl. So we'll talk with Matt Verderam. We'll talk with Field Yates coming up at noon. Mick Schaefer at 1 o'clock, KSHB 41 Sports Director. And, of course, tonight right here on Sports Radio 810, KUK State, 630 pregame there in Manhattan as uh, Kansas and Kansas State get underway in the uh, Sunflower Showdown. Uh, So that's coming up tonight right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB with Brian Haney on the call. One of the weirdest energies around a Sunflower Showdown in a really long time. It's like this KU team's got big games on either side. Mm K-State's kind of floundering, and the Chiefs are... Oh, they're in the Super Bowl again. That's right. Oh, boy. All right. It is also Super Bowl week Mm. for the Kansas City Chiefs. And interesting, with it being Super Bowl week, this season has been unbelievable because, you know, a couple of weeks ago when the Chiefs were in Buffalo, and I don't remember the, the headline that I tweeted out, but with Jason Kelsey in his shirt off, and I said, you know, to uh, to Adam Teicher, um, you know, one of these things not being true at the beginning of the season or back in training camp in the summer, if you said, you know, Blake Lively and, um, oh, who was, uh, uh, Delevingne. Cara Delevingne. Yep. <laughs> cheering on Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother, finalist for sexiest man of the year, Jason Kelsey, shirtless in Buffalo suite while the Chiefs lose to the Bills in the divisional round. One of those things was not true. (laughs) It has been one of the strangest football seasons and so strange that it resulted in me watching the Grammys for the first time in like 15 years. Really? I haven't watched the Grammys in an incredibly long time. I am not the musical guy of this show Mm -hmm. um, or the station or the family. Mm -hmm. Okay, I am not the person that I... Part of my learned could be all of the different artists last (laughs) night that I learned about. You guys hear this song, Fast Car? Oh! Turns out, when I was eight years old, (laughs) Luke Combs sang it when I was eight years old. Now Tracy Chapman's doing it. (laughs) Nice to have this Tracy person How about that, huh? Tracy (laughs) Chapman is covering a Luke Combs original. Nice for Luke Combs to share the spotlight a little bit. It's really cool (laughs) Uh, to to let Tracy Chapman up there, who who did a pretty good rendition of his song. It was, you know, it was like sad (laughs) fans this week, you know, having, remembering uh, Beards McFly covering that Ice Pyro uh, iconic original. That's right, yes. That's... uh, Thankfully, Beards was able to do a sad fans that Ice Pyro has perfected over the years. (laughs) Um, No, but I'm sitting there watching the Grammys, and mainly I started watching it, the red carpet, because we're, you know, chilling and and hanging out on a Sunday night and uh, low-key, and 
uh, Jules, you know, a uh, big Taylor Swift fan, so shake it off. So we were waiting sort of in the background. I had it on the iPad while we were doing other things and waiting for Taylor Swift to get to the red carpet. I didn't realize she would be last <laughs> while also showing up and getting seated in the middle of Trevor Noah's monologue, Ugh. which I was, was uh, I crazy. saw almost none of the Grammys live. Really? It pretty much perfectly coincided with getting to, to KSHB to do sound off. Oh, yeah. So I was getting little snippets here and there. That but makes the, sense. The way that it all unfurled, I'm, I'm learning now. Yeah, I mean, he was in the middle of his monologue, and he mentioned Meryl Streep, and then Meryl Streep walks up and sits <laughs> down, and then he's like, and, and Taylor Swift, and, he's, and he looks over. I don't know if this was planned or not. But he looks over and he's like, and there's Taylor Swift walking in with her entourage to get seated uh, as uh, they were. <laughs> he was like, he was like, as she's look, a- as she's walking, uh, uh, it's like uh, every every place that she's going, like that local economy at that table now <laughs> is now much richer. In fact, Lionel Richie is now Lionel Wealthy <laughs> because he's over there by her. Uh, it was a great line. Uh, right. And uh, and so we're watching it. Yeah. For, for Taylor Swift. And then we start watching, and I'm like, you know what? Last time I watched the Grammys, I was bored out of my mind. Uh-huh. This is actually an entertaining show. They have changed the way that they... And apparently it's been something the last couple of years that people are like, oh, they're finally doing the Grammys. More performances and stuff, yeah. right? Like they're that's doing, kind of the hook? The Grammys are now um, you know, put together by people that love music. Yeah, and so sense. it's like, okay, that, that makes uh, makes total sense, right? Um, but we really enjoyed the show. We're watching it. Taylor that's Swift awesome. didn't win early on. Miley Cyrus ended up winning for Flowers and then her performance and sitting there watching it. But we, uh, we're watching the red carpet and Taylor Swift walks out and she's got the all-white dress on. Mm-hmm. And my wife goes... She trying to say something with a wedding? Whoa! She trying to say something with a wedding? <laughs> and then, like twenty minutes later, on Twitter, on Instagram, Bridal Magazine has the picture and says Taylor in her wedding era. Oh, and I'm man, like, that's oh, a lot of my wife had it first. Wow, my wife saw it and immediately thought, white dress. Is she? Uh, she giving a little Easter egg? Huh? It's always chestnut checkers with her. A little something because you know Swifties have gone back to a podcast with Travis and Jason when Travis said something like it's amazing how Taylor can turn real life events into poetry and then she says that her next album is um Oh, what's it? I uh, should I should have had it committed yeah. to memory by now. Right, I know. Me too. It's something about tortured poets. Yeah, tortured, tortured poets. Tortured poets club. Is uh, that no. right? <laughs> tortured poets department. department. There we go. <laughs> Speaking of being at, at forty one, as this was happening, the breaking news of Taylor Swift having a new, not a new Taylor's version, but uh-huh. a new album was new broken album. to me. Right. By TV's Mick Schaefer. How about that? We were uh, we were about to head out, and anyway, uh, Taylor went up there and announced it while accepting the award. That's right. What a baller! Total baller move. Gets up there and like, this is my thirteenth Grammy. It's my lucky number. And oh, by the way, I've got a new album coming up in uh, in April. That's going to be called the Tortured Poets Department. And then you know, Swifties go back and find an old you know clip of uh, Travis Kelsey saying like wow. it's amazing how uh, Taylor turns uh, real life into poetry, and and like oh, is that an Easter egg from Travis? How long has he known? Did he just find out? Like everybody, did he land in Vegas? Like she got a new album? Why didn't she tell me? I can't trust you, Travis. You are way too open book when it comes to our relationship. I could. I <laughs> oh could wait, see, he clams up immediately when he's asked about Taylor Swift. I could see her like not wanting to tell him the title just just so it doesn't <laughs> slip out. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of media, but she got it done before media night tonight. That's right. So that's all good news. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for him? Um, because uh, he ain't going to be able to clam up with Taylor Swift. He's going to be at a podium. Yes. And tonight's the night when the Taylor Swift questions are there. Yes. This week 
Those are the football questions. When he's at the podium with the uh, the reporters, when he uh, he's never going to be at a side table. Right. Um, but all of the different media availability this week will be the football questions. This is the circus that you have everybody covering it. All different types of media covering it. Tonight is the Travis K- Kelsey Taylor Swift full on thirty minutes sitting at a podium answering questions about Travis and and his relationship with Taylor Swift. He's going to have to have a real game plan here. You know, the Chiefs wanted to get their game plan in before they left Kansas City. I'm hoping (laughs) Travis at least got his done on the plane for tonight. You would think? Because he's he's going to need need a strategy. Because maybe maybe he tries to give a little blanket statement kind of thing early on Mm -hmm. and then kind of keep deferring, but... Again, like you said, tonight is when they're, they're going to fill the stadium yep. with media folks of all different outlets, cities, entire ideas of what yep. it means to do media. He will be tested on all of that. It will be, hopefully, he'll handle it well. It should be fun, but it will be chaotic tonight. The one thing we know about Travis throughout this year has been when, you're, when he's at the podium and you're talking football, he'll talk football. Mm-hmm. The second you mention Taylor Swift, it's like a five-word answer. Yep. If that, yep, um, and and he'll just he won't elaborate, and then wait for the next question, and that's going to be very Marshawn Lynch esque. <laughs> if you're he's right. going to take that approach with Taylor Swift, um, uh, you're asking me Taylor Swift questions. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, that would be good. He could do more that. Taylor Swift questions. I'm just here so I don't get fined, um, guys. I'm here to talk football, not here to talk about um, my um, future wife. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? We are actually not wearing all white in the Super Bowl because we don't want people getting really weird about it. So she decided to wear white to the Grammys. Yes, we're getting married. Um, and then my... Uh, At halftime. Yeah, my, my dream is, um, and what I tweeted out, is you know, a week from Wednesday, riding down Grand on the bus is Travis holding the Lombardi and Taylor holding a Grammy. Oh my God! You know, and them just uh, riding, down the, uh, uh, riding down Grand together. On the uh, on the bus while well, they are already engaged, obviously. Because, I would <laughs> I mean, proposing, right? Proposing it's going to propose after the on obviously. stage. You got to fight for your right to get married. Will you marry me, Taylor? You know, I don't. I don't think this he's going to do that. But um, I didn't even say this out loud, so I know we have arrived here independently. Right. I almost made. That joke to Matt and uh, Mick and Mackenzie and Jalen last night of like there's some sort of fight for your right to marry me, take a knee, something like that. Maybe victory <laughs> formation, victory formation into the game. The Chiefs are up. Patrick Mahomes does he goes out and he lines up at tight end. Whoa! Travis Kelsey under center takes a snap, takes a knee. Clock <laughs> runs out. He reaches into his pocket, takes out a ring. Does not get off that knee until Taylor gets all the way down there. Maybe well, she's on a, the sideline by then. She should be on the sideline by then. She, she should be, be down helpful. there on the sideline. you got to be up by like two possessions at that point right. so it's That's not right. tacky. Yeah. But if you're taking knees, maybe it's not just one knee. If you've got to take a couple knees by the, that yeah. time, she can just well, – I mean, well, she couldn't just walk right down the, the aisle. Not she, for another few months, exactly. of course. Right. That's true. Um, not until she's got a break in the tour uh, that she could walk down the aisle. Um, but uh, but yeah. Sorry, Creed. Actually, Taylor's snapping it. I'm sorry. The, the, for, to make <laughs> sorry this work, that. you are gonna. She's gonna have to be active on the roster. She won't play until yep. the last snap. But it's gonna be like one of those. Um, uh, dad comes home from overseas. Yes! Kids, yes! and you find out like, oh my god, Dad was the catcher that yes! I was throwing the first pitch out to, and Travis takes the snap and it's like oh my god that was taylor swift i knew there was a familiarity down there um <laughs> taylor swift the whole time was the one she turns around takes the helmet off and he's like oh my god and then he takes the and knee he takes the knee right that's there. right yeah 
Uh, I mean, we've got this whole thing figured out. By I the think way. we've nailed it. I, yeah. The only thing that's left for me to currently share is the fact that I could not be more excited about the name of this album being the Tortured Poets Department. Yeah. So that's gonna be moody as hell, man. That is going to be. This is going to be weepy at times. Maybe, maybe sort of uh, 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 standoffish, perhaps. It's going to be moody as hell. And by just the timeline of all of this, we are going to be able to theorize. Which of these songs was about Travis Kelsey? Yeah. He's going to have some inspiration in here. Oh, I already uh, I got the uh, track listings released to me. Did you really? Last night, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and turns out she's a huge football fan. Sure, yeah. Uh, track it. one is Anti-Cover Zero. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Love that new yep, Mahomes um, theme song. Okay. Uh, track two is Look What Reed Made Me Do. Look What Reed Made Me Do. <laughs> Uh, track three is Cruel Summer in St. Joe. Oh, yeah, it is. That's a tough one. This is parentheses, something about Jack Cochran. This one comes out in April. Uh, the, the, the single? The, uh, well, the, the album drops in April, okay. but this one uh, in, in honor of that blank space in the cap. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Chris Jones' breakup song. Um, I Bet You Think About 15. Based on her song, I Bet You Think About Me. Um, I do think about 15. I'm guilty. She's got a song just called 87. Good. She likes to throw some numbers into her songs, right? Yeah, feeling 22, um, feeling 87. Yep, uh, track seven is tight in-game drive. <laughs> track eight is Bad Blood in the Water featuring Frank Clark. Whoa, that might be the best. Mm-hmm. That, that might one, be the that best one. Gonna one. Be one. Oh, that one's going to be a good one. That feature is going to be tremendous. Yep, track nine, uh, Karma's the Mic. Wow. And uh, track ten, uh, Shake It Playoff. Ooh. Yeah. She sent me the the track awesome, listings. Man. I'm glad that she. Yeah, it was very cool that she was that. able to do that. I I appreciate. Uh, I didn't realize that she would send those to me. Yeah. I didn't realize she was so inspired by football. She really loves it. It's like a concept album. Yeah. really. I think Almost. maybe maybe okay. So tortured department TD. I don't know where the P fits there in the touchdown. Maybe it's passing touchdown department. Yeah. We'll work. There's gonna. There's I'm gonna get into here. it. You know, her necklace was set to midnight or 11:59 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't it work though? Or was it Ooh, just a good question? I, I don't know. I think it worked. I think they're like that's a working clock on her neck. I saw somebody say it was set to midnight, but if it was still still clicking, she was on that Flava Flav grind. I guess I don't know. I mean, he's, his his influences. I think it was, You think she wore the choker in honor, honor of Lamar? That's just pretty, a question. That's pretty good. Oh, that's pretty funny. I have no idea. Uh, no clue. I thought it was. Almost offensive, like cultural appropriation for her to then leap from the stage through the first table in front of her. Like that's not, that's not really our thing, Taylor. Just part of the mafia. You kind now. of do like I mean, barbecue like, and stuff. Yeah, don't you don't need to jump through tables. Yeah, and um, Celine Dion, she ignored her because name's Dion. She's not Dion. Picked the uh, Ravens. She ain't about that at all. You gonna pick the Ravens, Dion? Sorry, nothing by the name of Dion am I going to acknowledge. No Dion's here not right now. None. Nothing. She sh- Celine should get to claim primetime, I feel like, though, since we're talking about it. <laughs> That's exactly right, yes. Uh, Celine had the song, It's All About the Money. <laughs> she also, wow. she had the original. Neon Dion, he actually covered the Celine that Dion, whole time, It's All I thought About it was the Luke Money. Combs. It's actually the whole time it was Tracy Chapman. <laughs> <Who knew? laughs> so great. I can't wait for you to find out more music from the last 20 years. There's a lot I'm, of good stuff. I'm so excited. I, I, I had no idea my son was a big fan of that song. <laughs> No clue. My wife's like, Everett, Everett, come up here. One of your songs is on. I'm like, what do you mean one of his songs what is on? Song? She was like, well, no, the song came out last summer. And she was like, and we were at the pool all the time. And it was played all the time. So we, he, she was like, we listen to this song. Like, because, you know, people have the music playing at the, yeah. you know, a community pool there with the, um, 
um, you know, neighborhood. And and she was like, one day we were driving and the Tracy Chapman version came on and she was like, Everett, this is the song that you like. And he was like, this is the wrong one. Oh, Everett. <laughs> and my wife was like, you're grounded. You will not see the light of day for weeks. You're grounded, son, until you learn. Pulls out his lighter in front of culture. the TV. Just wait. <laughs> Like, all right. How do you have a lighter there? <laughs> Who gave that to you? I've got one ready to go just in case Tracy Chapman was going to break out the guitar. Why, you don't have one, Dad? No, I don't, okay? I'm learning who SZA is as well. Okay. All right, hanging out here on this Monday edition of The Zone, we'll talk with uh, Matt Verderam about uh, probably some football. I don't know, maybe some Grammys. I don't know. I had a good night. It was fun last night. It was really fun watching it with the family. And, uh, again, everybody's talking about uh, some of the performances. Billy Joel returning after three decades of not, you know, performing a song and doing that at the Grammys last night. And then, you know, people were like, man, they should have just – Billy Joel should have been the closing act. And then 10 minutes later, Billy Joel's the closing act. I thought he was. Left him up there, which was really cool, really awesome. Uh, The performances were were pretty awesome and everything. So um, Miley Cyrus is maybe the most confident person that has ever lived. Um, And nothing wrong with that because she's got two Grammys now, and she's incredibly successful. And she's, you know, um, there's no reason for her not to be um, that uh, confident. But up there performing in front of all of these incredibly uber-talented people performing her song, and she, in the middle of it, goes, what do you guys, you know the words to this song, come on. <laughs> and she's right. She's right. You know, and everybody's up dancing then. It's like, <laughs> you know the words, come on. This is my song. You know the words to the song. Don't, don't try to BS me. Let's go. Let's dance here. This is a, this is a song you know the words to. Um, and the vampire performance was just unbelievable. My I son haven't was, seen that yet. I'm- my son is like, it's... Is she bleeding? Is she bleeding? Well, it's a performance, son. <laughs> um, but uh, but that's fine. Um, you know. And I then, usually end up just going through and like, watching them after the fact, so that's going to be my afternoon. I and think. then Scissor's performance of Kill Bill when um, so she holds um, a, a guy, she grabs him by the neck and starts pu- uh, you know, uh, pushing him up, raising him, him, off, raising the, him yeah, off the ground. Hell yeah. And um, she's either incredibly strong mm-hmm. or he was attached to some sort of a pulley system. Could be either um, and so then she throws him up and he goes off the screen and then like 10 seconds later lands like 20 feet back. That's, you know? that's so and good. My, and I'm, my daughter's, I'm like, whoa, see how strong she was? You know, and it, and it zooms in and she's got like tattoos on her arm and everything. She like, my daughter goes, do you think it was the tattoos as to why she's so strong? I said, yep. Exactly, her tattoos are powerful. You see a woman with tattoos, and then Miley Cyrus, of course, went and performed. <laughs> she's strong too. I'm like, she's strong willed. She's very she's strong, strong in powerful. spirit. She is strong in spirit. Let me tell you that. Do you know what um, that uh, that actress or the uh, the artist with a three letter name did when she raised that guy? It was a sizzle lift. Is that what it was? It's what it was. Very good. Very good. This thing on. Then we tried to explain to my son that, uh, see this uh, this uh, this woman performing right here? You remember your favorite song a number of years ago of Old Town Road? 
Wow. Wow. Hat down, cross town, living. Like, that's her dad. (laughs) That's her dad. Which is a hell of a way of identifying either or any of those people. (laughs) And if you were older, we would say, that's Miley Cyrus. That's uh, Hannah Montana. It's Hannah Montana, or it's Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter, or it's the daughter of the Old Town Road guy. That's right. Or it's Miley Cyrus from Wrecking Ball. She's got a lot of... One of them. A lot of things you could could count on. You think the Chiefs will be a Wrecking Ball on Sunday? Mm -hmm. Opening night storylines tonight. The, you know, sometimes on national TV they played the uh, tired or wired. Yeah. Is this tired? I, I'm the already tired of it, and I've been tired of it for a couple of weeks, and it's going to be dominating this entire week. It's going to dominate tonight. Okay. Brock Purdy, game manager. Uh, yeah. And it's so you're tired right. already. That's going to be the whole theme tonight. You're it's right. Brock Purdy, game manager. They had a couple of like um, uh, interviews and like Sports Center and stuff after the team arrived, and they played. I think it was. Um, Gosh, what's uh, what's Joe Buck's wife's name? I know her last name is Beisner, uh, but I can't I remember know. her first name. Um, gosh, um, I'm going to tell you another. Michelle. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle Beisner. Um, I think Michelle Beisner Buck now. Yep. Um, but uh, and and Jeff Darlington had an interview with uh, Patrick Mahomes. She had an interview with Brock Purdy, and it was about being a game manager. And that uh, terminology of game manager and what that means and him going out and proving people that uh, he's not a game manager. And tonight he'll be at the podium and he's going to get so many questions about being a game manager. And uh, I'm already tired of that storyline because you can be a game manager and still be pretty good. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey, the storyline is going to be all about Taylor Swift. I'm not sure what the Chiefs storylines are going to be. Except for, like, maybe they'll be asked, but are you a dynasty? Do you think you're a dynasty, mm-hmm. right? Patrick Mahomes, do you think you're in the conversation? I hope there aren't questions about his dad, but there will be questions about his there dad. There will be. There will be. Um, and, horrible timing. Yeah, and he will answer it the way that he's always answered things, and um, uh, he'll be prepped and prepared for it. Uh, it's a personal matter. It's a family matter. Uh, that's behind the scenes. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes shouldn't be the spokesperson to – you know, speak for everybody in the family. And he shouldn't be held to the standard of everybody in the family doing something is somehow a reflection of him. Because most everybody has family members that you're like, um, yeah, I don't think that I should be held accountable publicly for what happens with this person, right? right? Um, But that's the case of being uber famous, um, and it is incredibly bad timing. And I... Hope it's not a distraction this week for Patrick Mahomes. It would be difficult to say, how could it not? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how could it not? Like, dad's facing, you know, potential jail time yeah. because of that. Like, that's going to be difficult this week to be thinking about those things while also you're getting ready for the Super Bowl. Um, he is obviously somebody that, uh, if there's somebody on the team, I would say maybe, you know, would be able to uh, get through it and figure those things out. Uh, but that'll be uh, some questions going on tonight. But. The storyline this week and tonight, I think, will be a lot about game manager. It'll be game manager on the 49ers and Taylor Swift on the Chiefs. That's what you're able to get there is you have such an easy dichotomy of of two-time MVP, chasing goat status Mm -hmm. versus Mr. Irrelevant Game Manager. That's right. And, I mean, I'm at the risk of handing out a take on the game manager thing. To your point, you can be a great game manager and win a lot. You can be a great game manager and lose a lot. You can have a talented team and not a good enough quarterback like all of it's going to be a little bit silly because these teams are just built different. Not in the built different way, but like they are built differently. Built different. They have they have different DNA in how these teams have gotten here. And uh, I, I mentioned this earlier, looking at some of the lower thirds that we've seen go yeah. by on the TV screen. 
a lot of a lot of sports media isn't great about talking about the sports. And that's why when you find it, it's worth holding on to and treasuring and maybe even overlooking. You know, I'm going to use a guy that we like, but that we don't like to talk to or whatever. Dan Orlovsky uh, at the touchscreen, incredible analyst. Dan Orlovsky having to do a, a, an A-list to rank his top five whatever, he gets sucked into the take machine. It's like I, you, you got to kind of partition that off a little bit, I think. Tonight is going to be all narrative, yep. all storyline. No one's talking ball. And I love the, I love the circus. I love the narratives and, and the storylines oh, yeah. and all of that. But we're gonna get we're going to get not just tired storylines. We are going to get exhausted storylines. I like opening night. I, yeah, I think it's, it's a frenzy. I think it's crazy. I like being there. I know a lot of people don't. I think people might think I'm a masochist by saying that because <laughs> uh, I think a lot of media members are like oh just get through opening night. Um, I think it's fun because there's so much availability. I don't even pay attention to the people at the podium. Like when I'm yeah. when I'm there, I'm just talking to everybody else. Like the other players that are there that are just walking around. Like there's. An entire team of players that are outside of the 10 people or however many podiums that they have that are just walking around and available for you to talk to them, except for a group of uh, 10 players last year that were playing Madden, um, which was very annoying because they sat there the entire time. And I thought it was uh, odd that the uh, Chiefs PR was like, oh, yeah, well, nothing we can do. Um, they're over there playing nothing. Madden. I'm like. There's one of them playing Madden. Juan Thornhill is playing Madden. The other ones are specifically and purposefully staying over there so they don't have to talk. <laughs> what is going on? What? Anyway. It's just power, like a powerless organization. <laughs> yeah, it's, really, it's weird. It's about time. Um, but, um, but I like, I like opening night. I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. It's crazy. We'll hear, from, then... we'll hear from Jarek McKinnon and Kadarius Tony tonight. Right. Those are both really interesting quotes that we will not, we wouldn't have gotten in a normal week. They, they may be available later as you know the media tables and stuff, but like they're both going to get asked about different things tonight. Hey, Kadarius, WTF? Hey, Jarek, you had surgery a month ago. Yeah. Are you going to try to play? And that'll be. Is that on? That happened Saturday. The McKinnon thing. Mm-hmm. Context is McKinnon's practice window has been opened. Doesn't mean he's active. Doesn't mean he's going to play. I would be skeptical because he had surgery. A month ago, but we'll hear from Jarek McKinnon tonight. We haven't heard from him since his injury. Kadarius, you released an IG video. You mentioned something about your groin area. Jarek, you had <laughs> surgery around your groin area. So there Different was... connotations. Right. Same region. Right, absolutely. Um, tired and wired. <laughs> Those are wired conversations. Tired game manager. <laughs> wired Kadarius. Uh, yeah, that's right. Anything. Uh, no doubt. Let's hear uh, from... Um, Patrick Mahomes. This was uh, last night, Sports Center, uh, after the Chiefs arrived, but it was taped before the Chiefs arrived. But they, you know, after the Chiefs arrived, um, after the Pro Bowl was over, all of that stuff, um, on Sports Center last night, Jeff Darlington with his um, uh, 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 conversation with Patrick Mahomes before they took off for Vegas. You were 14 and 3 in your playoff career. With 14 wins, you trail only Tom Brady and Joe Montana. To what extent have you absorbed the magnitude of that? I really haven't really understood the magnitude of it um, until this last like, run. People start putting those things up there, and I've kind of noticed that I've kind of climbed some of those ranks. You know, I want to be remembered for the team that we have and the way that we did it. It is really cool. Um, obviously, i got a long ways to go to get to Tom. That's been the, the craziest part I've seen. It. So I'm like, dang, he has, he has like 33, 35 wins. This will take exactly what I did, but even more, these next 8 to 10 years to even get close to him. You're a legend, man. Congrats, man. I, I wonder if I can get an honest answer here. <laughs> What is the most frustrated that you got this season? Uh, I mean, I, I think obviously the, the Buffalo game. We made a play and at the end of the game, and there was a flag, and 
Number 19 offense lined up in the neutral zone. Wow. Five-yard penalty. That moment right there was frustrating to me just because well, I feel like it wasn't it wasn't paying off. At the same time, I just continue to work. Right? The guys continue to work, and uh, it pay, it's paid off in the end, and we're one game away from uh, winning that Super Bowl. So, Patrick, I loved in Buffalo, I was standing on the field post game when you ran over and gave the kid your headband, and all of a sudden you're, you're getting pelted by snowballs. I'm wondering if you sense it all that you've become a bit of a spoiler, a bit of a villain? <laughs> I would say so. Um, I, I can definitely sense it. I, I, I never felt like that because I've never been like that in my entire life. But you take uh, some pride in it to know that um, everybody doesn't like you. It's not for anything you've really done. It's just for winning. So if that means some other teams and other fan bases aren't going to like me, I'll try to still have a smile on my face and, and uh, not be a bad example. But I can be that villain for them if they, if they need me to be. I'll be the villain if they need me to be. Uh, the NFL needed you to be. The NFL needed a villain then. Tom Brady retired. The Patriots are are no longer the Patriots, and they needed a villain to step up and have a team that people root against. And that's now the Chiefs. Uh, Bob Costas said they are America's team now. Um, the Cowboys haven't done anything since, um, you know, um, Desert Storm. <laughs> And the Chiefs have been to four Super Bowls in five years. They are the hated franchise right now. They have a quarterback on his way to GOAT status and, you know, being considered that. And people don't like him. But they're talking about him. You've got an opinion on him one way or another. You either like him or hate him. Nobody's going, I'm indifferent on the Chiefs. Eh, lukewarm. I don't know. Just uh, sort of a, a, a toe in the water on the Chiefs. Even now Swifties have an opinion on the Chiefs. <laughs> uh, they didn't know what the Chiefs were, except, you know, uh, uh, some of them. Not uh, not all the Swifties, sure. but the, the Swifties new to football. The, the Swifties as legion have yes. arrived right. to, to football via the Chiefs. Absolutely. So a uh, little history of America's team yeah. moniker. Um, back in the 70s, the Steelers were approached before the Cowboys as the team to be called America's team because of all the success, but they didn't want to be hated by everyone with that moniker. So the Cowboys ended up taking it with Tex Schramm. So in my opinion, there's always two America's teams, one that claims to be, ah. and they're always like the bingo space, is the Cowboys. Interesting. And then the best team in football that everyone hates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. That's good context, Dylan. I mean, Dylan, I mean, when it comes to NFL history and things like that, I, that just uh, open up the mic. Encyclopedic. Whenever, whenever you want to do that. Um, it's the great line of you either die the hero mm-hmm. or you live long enough to become the villain. Yep. And the Warriors went through this when the Warriors were changing the calculus on basketball and the the pace and space and threes over twos. And if I shoot 40 percent from three, you got to shoot 60 percent from two. And uh, this is going to be, you know, the way that we win. It's going to be fun style of basketball. Then it got to the point of, well, Draymond Green was hated and enough with this. And all right, now Steph Curry and Clay, look how cocky they are when it used to be like, oh, just uh, these these scrappy, the scrappy face assassin. Yeah, these guys are so fun. And it's like, oh, look how cocky they are. Draymond Green. Yes, tired of the gold. Oh, Kevin Durant's joining them now. And enough with the, right? Um, The Chiefs in 2018 and 19 were were a loved team nationally. This is so fun. Look what Patrick Mahomes is doing. This is amazing. I've never seen a quarterback do things like this. This is unbelievable. We've seen Brett Favre. You saw Brett Favre throw 20 interceptions. Okay, yeah. never, never seen these things to where Allegedly. it's... Allegedly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, 
Thank you. Uh, you. You've never seen the amazing throws while also being surgical at the same right. time. You know, that combination of, a, of those things and the Chiefs offense and how much fun it was and how open it was. And it was the, the pace and space of football, right? It was the Warriors of football. They're, they're changing things in, in the NFL. And you keep winning. You're going to be hated. And every single action you do on the field is going to be covered. So Patrick Mahomes shaking hands and being magnanimous and being um, you know deferential to other teams throughout his entire career is dismissed because of his frustration against the Bills. Right. And because of that game, and it's he's a crybaby, and look at this spoiled brat, and oh, people act like he's this or that. That's the real Patrick coming out. Like, oh, then Josh Allen, and I mean, just how rude he was to Josh Allen after the game. Except for all of the time. And by the way, Josh Allen brought up the play when they went to shake hands. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen said something about the play, which then Patrick, but they don't, they didn't show that. They just showed Patrick Mahomes' reaction, talking about worst call I've ever seen, right, and walking away. Um, but it, it's not remembered the interactions between different quarterbacks. It's not remembered Patrick Mahomes going out and congratulating Joe Burrow in 2021 and telling him to go win it all, right? It's not those interactions that are taking place because you're hated. So the things that people don't like are going to be accentuated. And the things that people think are okay or like, oh, are going to be dismissed and thrown to the side because you're the antagonist now. And the antagonist versus whoever the other team is becomes the protagonist. And I think it's cyclical in sports this way where you have the the Warriors are a great comp. LeBron also could be a comp where you go, wow. This is new. This is dominant. This is exciting. This is challenging the status quo. I love this. Yes. Sustained success. Right. I'm bored. I'm going to Miami. You've beat my team for once. This is all okay. You've been up here for a while. And then, you. then towards the end, there yeah. becomes a, man, I should have appreciated that more when it was happening. That's a great point. I, I should have, man, LeBron's doing this. How old? Man, Steph Curry's still doing it at this mm-hmm. stage. Maybe this team's not that great. That, I can't believe Tom Brady won another freaking Super Bowl right. with the Bucks. This is absurd. I was a little sad when Tom Brady retired for the last time <laughs> because it was like, oh, like we're, we're gonna we lost the NFL's best villain. I hope Mahomes is ready, and and now we're here, which is amazing. Also, I think in this analogy, Taylor Swift is Kevin Durant. I wrap it up this hour. We'll talk with Matt Berteran, Sports Illustrated, coming up at the uh, top of the 11 o'clock hour. Get his thoughts on uh, this week's worth of uh, storylines. Opening night tonight, Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Fourth time in five years. And uh, just get his thoughts on maybe how unexpected it, uh, th- this run is for him. Um, because uh, this was a team that went 2-4 uh, and four over a six-game stretch. And yet, here they are. And, and also experience in this game. I mean, Brock Purdy's going to be playing in this game for the first time. And Brock pretty struggled at times against the uh, Lions and then, you know, made some pretty good throws. But he's going to go up against a defensive coordinator that is going to want to confuse him and confuse him and confuse him. And early on that moment, you know, we'll see how he reacts to those things. But uh, we'll talk with Matt Verderham about that. Field Yates comes up at noon. More zone right after this.